Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. It is your boy, your host, Sensei Speeds in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. Back at you with another episode, episode 10. We are finally in the double digits. Can I get a round of applause? Round of Can applause. I get a round of Baby, applause? Drop it to the floor, make that egg cloud. Round of applause, baby, make that egg cloud. Drop it to the floor, make that egg cloud. Yo, we made it. We we are 10 episodes in. So wherever you're listening, wherever you decide to spark up a conversation about the What Is Life podcast, wherever you are tuned in at. I don't care if you're in India, Australia, Japan, China, Thailand, the Philippines, United States, Val P, London, South Africa, Jamaica, Haiti, it don't matter where you're listening. I want to thank you. For real, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you. That is love. I love every one of you that listen. Because we are growing in consciousness. We are raising awareness together. Like, we're doing this all together. We're collective. Like, this is the God consciousness. We are all guys. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Now, first, got to let you guys know this episode is being recorded in the Aquarius season. You know, we are in the age of awakening. We had a tragic loss, but a great ascension, a mighty ascension. We are in a paradigm shift. And the death of Kobe Bryant alongside his daughter, Gigi, and the seven others who were called home. They sparked a paradigm shift. So, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we are not the flesh, and how we are the soul. We are not the flesh. We've been conditioned to believe that we are in this body and we must protect this body and that's all we are we're just three dimensional shape right we see how long we are 
We're worried about if we're slim or fat. We wonder if we're tall or short. Because in this society, we're conditioned. This all, like, this all, it all relates. Especially being a human being, this human being experience. But we're here to learn how to control and grow and master our soul. Really fine tune our soul, come back to our soul, and live out our soul's purpose here on this earth. But what stops doing, what stops us from doing that is us thinking that we are the flesh. How does that stop it? Why does that stop it? How does me thinking I'm the flesh stop me from reaching my soul purpose? Let's think about it. We experience great sensations through the flesh. One of the greatest sensations that we feel from the flesh besides eating is sex. That is one of the greatest sensations that we feel. Sex is one of the greatest sensations that we feel. And we live in such a primal state, if you think about it, still. Still. Even though we're spiritual beings, we we are still living so primal. Because we're conditioned that way. We are overstimulated by sex in the United States alone. (laughs) But even around the world, pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry. Maybe even more. But think about how much we see it growing up. We see it in movies, television shows, even cartoons. 
sexual innuendos. We see it, we hear it in music. You even hear Trump use it here and there. Not to get political or anything like that. It is what it is. We're conditioned to it. And now with the OnlyFans accounts and this, that, and the third, being able to sell your pictures and your nudes, all that, it just, I don't know. I don't know as a society where we went wrong. Wanting all of these fleshly pleasures that we really don't need. This creates these lustful desires. So then we see we see a glimpse of what success looks like, right? Say if you never, say you don't know what it's like to be successful, right? You don't know what it's like to be successful. In the United States, we like to equate success with money. So say you you don't come from money. You're not around people with money. You come from a low-income environment. Your, you see your parents... Working nine to five, barely paying the bills, barely got enough money to put food on the table, right? But then you see the big homie shaking and baking, moving and grooving, doing what he do. And he got the nice whips. He got the shorties. He got this, that, and the third. He got what you want. He got what you want. And you don't even know what comes with that. But at the time, that's just what you want, though. Or say you're in school, right? And your your homie just got the fresh polo. Now you you at the store and you buying 10 polos. And you expecting... The shorties to check you and be ooh choose you because all the all the other shorties they like when your homie rock the polos. So it's supposed to work for you, right? That's not how life goes. What might be right for you may not right. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Different strokes for different folks. But some will never know that if they're led by the flesh. See, our flesh is always evolving. 
It's always dying. It's always reborn. It's always rejuvenating. It's always replenishing itself. We're in a new skin every day. We're in a new body every day. So if we get if we get attached to the flesh, then we get attached to death. We get attached to death, then we fear death. We focus so much on death, we don't really value the gift, the beauty of life, the beauty to really live this life. The beauty to really see life for what it is because we're so focused on the flesh. We're so focused on what our body craves. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing at all. It's just we have the problem of overstimulating ourselves quickly. Quickly. I mean quickly. Watch how fast we can binge watch a show on Netflix. Have you ever watched The Office? You can sit there and watch that show. <laughs> you can watch five seasons of that show. And, yo, you ever seen Prison Break? Same thing with that show. Yo, I almost lost my job one time over that show. No cap. <laughs> yo. And that's because of the flesh. We get addicted. We see those visuals. We get emotionally attached. Our body through the subconscious thinks it's there. Because, you know, our body don't know what's real and what's not. When it comes to the subconscious. Like, I was at Walmart today. I was shopping, doing my thing. And... It's crazy because I've been asking, not even other people, just been asking like myself, just content wise, like what shows are good out there? Like what do I need to be tapping into? So I was at Walmart and I was just expecting to, you know, say the hi, how are you? <laughs> Shout out SpongeBob. Um, line and keep it moving, keep it pushing. Then she started talking to me about the show Night Shift and how she was preparing to be an MET and just getting a visual of watching all that trauma. So when she's in that situation, the firsthand experience, she'll be ready because she prepared for the show or she she had mental preparation from that show. I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. So she's she's already subconsciously, or she's already programming her subconscious to prepare her for the actual thing. The actual thing. So when she watches that show, it's like she's actually studying. 
It's like when Kobe watching game film, right? He's actually he's actually studying. He's getting those mental reps in. He's getting that visualization in. He's creating a game plan for himself to absolutely destroy his opponent through the subconscious. Through the mind, you're able to put yourself in that situation. And to have that awareness, to know that you're programming your subconscious by consistently doing something that works over and over and over again, constantly getting that visualization, that slows whatever you're doing down. That makes you a master manipulator at whatever you do. Because you're you're focused, you're able to bend the rules that others can't don't even see because they're not aware. That's when it becomes mental. That's when you know you're on a mission. That's when you're acting from your sole purpose, when you're that aware. But the flesh we are not the flesh. Spirits come in and out of our flesh all the time. All the time. More than we think. There's a war going on outside that we're not, there's a war going on outside we're not safe from. And for us to step outside of these bodies, Yo, that's just what we're going to get into that for another episode. Let me let me chill on that. Let me chill on that. Let me not jump ahead. Let me let me stay on topic here. Okay. Because to be the best version of ourselves, we really have to master ourselves. Master our weaknesses. Master our strengths because we have to be able to control our power. And really use it for the goodness of our consciousness, our God consciousness. And that takes work. And the flesh can stop us from working. It can hold us back or it can be our greatest tool. Because our body is a machine. It's a well thought out, put together, developed machine. Our soul seats at the temple. We create what we want through our heart. And then we see it through with our mind. Or mind power. Because it's all mental. So let's let's really let's really dissect where we're at in life right now. Our current time. 
So we're in, we're in, we're in the Aquarian season, right? It's still winter, technically. Spring, wherever you're at in the world. Winter, wherever you're at in the world. Nevertheless, it's still the Aquarius season. The internet is a great tool. Great for information. But also great for being misled. So like with anything, there's polarity there. So it's like, what do you want to know? But what at what what degree do you want to know it at? Okay, so we have that we have that internet tool. We have our flesh and body. We have our machine. That's our tool. So we have all these different tools that we have that we can use to our advantage to further progress our soul. And yet, we overindulge. We overindulge. We don't create a balance. We don't create a routine. We don't create a structure. We overindulge and put all our focus on the wrong things. Not the things that crave our soul. Our soul craves knowledge. Our soul craves wisdom. Our soul craves experience. Our soul craves rhythm, structure. Our soul is our guide. Our soul knows what we're here to do. That voice that we hear. That's calling us and 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 calling us. That's our soul. We have to stop ignoring it. It knows what's best for us. It knows what we have to do. Trust it. Even when it doesn't seem right, trust it. Even when it puts you through some tough shit, trust it. Because if you really want to be the best version of yourself, if that's your dream, you want to be the best at an aspect of your life, at a certain aspect of your life, You're going to have to put in that work. You're going to have to sacrifice things. You're going to have to give up a lot of things that your flesh desires. Or you'll lose your gifts. 
yourself. You'll feel like you've made a self. You feel like you'll made. You'll feel like you've made a hole for yourself that is just too deep that you just can't get out of. Then you then you might climb a little bit. You might climb a little bit. Try to get yourself out that hole. Then you just settle until you know what? I'll just sit here. And then you just sit there for the rest of your life. And then your body finally says, you know what? I'm going to stop growing. I'm going to stop um, replenishing my skin. I'm going to stop regenerating. I'm going to stop, stop processing. I'm just going to die. I'm just going to filter away. Then your energy has gone. Your soul is... You're off to the next. You're not here anymore. You're exposed. You're out there. In a spiritual realm. So. We have this amazing opportunity right now. There's a paradigm shift that's happening. So you can even hop on board or stay stagnant and just get washed up by the wave because you're going to be forced to change whether you like it or not. Listen. Because if we don't change, if we don't change our mental with this paradigm shift, we're going to end up right back here on this earth. Once the flesh deteriorates, once it erodes, once our flesh returns back to dust. And we return back to being the energy that we are. So the Kundalini serpent, the Kundalini energy, it's coiled at the base of the spine. It awaits to be released. To travel up. To be released in its highest form, its highest power. So when you think about it, if we think back, if we can remember, snakes were once perceived to be immortal because of its ability to shed its skin. And grow and transform. The Kundalini energy, it lies in all of us. It sits coiled at our base, waiting to be released. 
waiting to be released at its highest power. It takes, a, it takes an extreme amount of focus, drive, determination, and willpower, and presence, presence of mind, body, and spirit. All must form as one to be able to access this energy. The more present you are, the more active it becomes. This energy, it rises throughout our chakras. And once it's once it reaches the crown chakra, it can be released at our highest good or our highest power. For that, the serpents believe to be immortal. It's also known as God's most creative beast. If you, if you subscribe to Hinduism, then you know that this energy lies within all of us. We are all able to access it. But we view snakes in the United States, in the United States especially, in such a negative way. Such a negative way. And rightfully so, we do. But just like polarity, snakes have different degrees. Yeah, you can be a snake that's bound to the fields, or you can transform, evolve, and grow. be bound to the fields and be bound to the waters and be bound to the trees which bear fruit and give life the reason I'm talking about the serpents because when you think of Kobe when you think of Kobe Bryant and the obstacles that he's had to overcome I mean, let's, let's, let's rewind it back. Let's take, let's take it back to 2004. Let's take it back to 2004. The Lakers were going for their fourth straight. They're going for their fourth straight. They're going for their fourth straight. 
They were trying to get that done. They loaded up. They got they got Gary Payton. They got Carmelo. Grant their passive prime, but still, they loaded up. But Kobe was going through a lot. I mean, Kobe was ready to take the reins. He was going through trade rumors. There were talks of him being a bad teammate. And he was a black man in the national spotlight battling a rape case. And you know, in, in this in this climate, in the United States, when a black man's faced with a rape case, yo, 10 times out of 10, he going to jail. He going to prison. Kobe was facing prison time. Shit was real with Kobe. All right, Kobe, we got, we got to remember, Kobe, man, he came into the game as Jordan was exiting. And Kobe was the closest thing. And we all saw it. We all saw it. Kobe didn't want to be like Jordan. He wanted to destroy that man. <laughs> That's why when, when Jordan came back to the Wizards, Kobe sent him home with 50. <laughs> he gave him 50 and said, look, have a good night. You know what I mean? I'm cold. But Kobe was Kobe was facing prison time. He was next up. We knew his aspirations from the jump. He let it be known. We love Kobe. But then, you know, Kobe fans know the media hated Kobe. So after that, after he beat, I mean, after that case, they settled out of court. But, you know, the public viewed Kobe as a rapist. So Kobe dealing with all that, his wife, bless her heart. God bless the Bryant family. You know, she had to do what she had to do. She, 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 um, said, Kobe, you know, get out the crib. Kobe was out the crib. His foundation was slipping. He didn't know what his future held. The only thing he could control, the only thing he could control, the only thing Kobe could control was his game. The only thing he had control over was basketball. And this is the legend of the Black Mamba. So Kobe going through it. It's March 15, 2004. Much anticipated, highly anticipated. Yo, Kobe was must-see TV. He really was. He was must-see TV. He was nice. 
my guy was nice. The great number eight, Mr. Kobe. But there were certain matchups. There were certain matchups that you just had to watch. If it was Kobe versus AI, you had to watch. If it was Kobe versus VC, Vince Carter, you had to watch. If it was Kobe versus Paul Pierce, you had to watch. If it was Kobe versus T-Mac, and T-Mac was so nice. He was so nice. You had to watch. Yo, T-Mac goat. If you know me, <laughs> you know he's the reason why I stick my leg out when I shoot. Goat space. Godly space he created. Gosh, T-Mac was nice. But those that was must-see TV. So it's Kobe and Shaq and the boys. Verse the Magic. T-Mac running up on Kobe. Kobe clearly didn't want to be there. Not playing like himself. He only had one point in the first half. So the second half comes out, you know what I mean? Kobe starts finding a little rhythm here and there. But in the fourth quarter, that man turned it on. Kobe dropped 26 in the fourth. Sent that thing in overtime. Wound up finishing, what, 38 points? <laughs> in a W. And that's when he became the Black Mamba. But the scoring was great, but what really, what really was dope about the game was the block he had on T-Mac, yo. The block he had on T-Mac. That's what really excited me the most about Kobe because Kobe loved playing defense versus your best defender when it was crunch time. So every time I think about that block, man, on T-Mac, I get chills. That boy was hungry. That boy was like, this is my shit, man. And we all know how it is, too, especially as kids, as kids growing up watching Kobe. Yo, as kids growing up watching Kobe, we got to think. A lot of our parents were going through divorces at the time. We were going through our own trials and tribulations, our own traumas. But Kobe, yo, watching him perform, and take his game to another level despite everything that was happening, despite his future being in jeopardy. That was something we could all relate to. That was something we can all resonate with. We all have something that we love that helps us escape, but still create and still inspire and empower. That's why it's so important for us to do what we love. And we're able to do what we love if we can separate ourselves from the flesh because every day the flesh is trying to separate itself from us. Every day our flesh is leaving us. And that's okay. 
We are the energy that governs this flesh. So yes, let's embrace our bodies, but let's also maximize it. Let's use it to its fullest potential. Let's really explore what we can do. See, Kobe was living in the fifth dimension. Okay? He was living in the fifth dimension. He knew he could not worry about the future. He knew his past, what he did in the past, it was already done. So what Kobe did was he said, you know what? I'm just going to be the best me that I can be. Whether that's the best father, the best husband, the best teacher, the best basketball player, the best mentor, the best, I don't know, laundry folder. No matter what, his best foot was going forward. I mean, we got to realize his dream, his dreams was literally on the line. He could have lost it all. Kobe was a superstar, and it was would have been so easy for us to have been like, you know what? It was a nice eight-year run for Kobe. He could have been great. He could have been better than Jordan. He could have got six rings. But that rape case, oh, man. And even though he was never found guilty, there's people who out here who still think he's a rapist. Judging our own brothers and sisters. While we're made in God's image, we have to show God every day. that we have life mastered and we all get the same 24 hours but we don't when Kobe said you can make quantum leaps by putting in more hours while the other person is not putting in the hours you're putting in I mean you're in there putting in those quality hours those quality work those quality reps You are making quantum leaps because at that point you're not ha- you're you're 24 hours your idea of time is not the same as that other person's idea of time. Time is a social construct, but the only real time is the in this dimension or in this world. The only real time is the time that we're born and the time that we die. And every action that we live out that is towards our sole purpose that is us 
moving time. So think about it. You want to get to heaven, right? Or your, your idea of heaven, your idea of your nirvana. You do the work now, you can manifest that nirvana right here on earth, right now. But just know that you have to keep that same focus, that same drive, that same mental capacity that got you there. Once you manifest and achieve what you want to be manifested. And that's what Kobe did. That's what the greats do. They master their craft every day. They try to get better every day, no matter what the task is. Because it's all mental. The Mamba mentality. The black mamba snake is the largest snake in the motherland. It's the fastest snake in the motherland. It has a crown-shaped coffin. Or it's, it's head. It's, it's, it's coffin-shaped. Kind of like Kobe's. Kobe's quick. He's fast. He's crafty. Creative. As the game the as the game evolved, he was able to transcend with it. Just like a snake does. The venom of a black mamba snake is so poisonous it can kill a human being in fifteen minutes. And it's so deadly that animals even twice its size still avoid it because it's that dangerous. Kobe personified that on the court. We have to remember Kobe dropped 30 plus on Prime Jordan. I don't think you heard me. He dropped 30 plus on Prime Jordan. On Prime Jordan. Kobe dropped 30 plus on Prime Jordan. <clears throat> he gave every team in the league 40. 40. Kobe had no fear. He was going to shoot regardless. Regardless, because he knew eventually it was going to fall. There was a shot that was never too big for Kobe. There was never a moment too big for Kobe. And I guarantee when that helicopter crashed. I guarantee you 
because listen, Kobe, Kobe under, understands the relationship between the sun and the moon, the stars. He understands the law of correspondence. He understands the universal laws pretty fucking well. So I guarantee you he let them know the importance of their ascension and what was the paradigm shift that was going to spark. Once all nine of the lives lost. We're preparing to be released from their flesh and to be called home and to have an ascendant master like Kobe guide you in your spiritual journey. Back to source, like yo, it's sad, and we have every right to be sad that the lives that were lost on this earth are gone from this earth, but they're not. Their spirit and their energy will live on forever on this earth. beautiful when you think about the lives that they now have touched and inspired in their own ways they've mastered their own lives there's a new calling when God calls we have to we have to answer we have to learn the difference between when the flesh calls and when our soul calls let's recondition ourselves to feed our souls We are not the flesh. Our bodies are a machine. Let's maximize our machines. Let's maximize our potential. So to wrap things up, I hope that we can all take away from this episode that we are not the flesh. We are the soul. We are the energy that governs the body. Through our spirits, we're able to uplift not only ourselves, but each other. Our energy can never be destroyed, can never be killed. 
once we ascend from this earth, our calling in life, our spiritual journey, once we define our purpose here on earth, and once we really understand our gifts and how to use them in this life we can ascend and become an even stronger soul more powerful soul and be that much closer with God That is it for this edition of the What Is Life podcast, episode 10. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. This was, this was, wow. This was a special episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing following, sharing, hating, loving, discussing the What Is Life podcast. We're raising awareness with each other. We're growing in consciousness together. And it's so beautiful. Life is so beautiful. It's so precious. Let's stay present. Let's, yes, let's plan for our future. Let's set our goals. But once we set them, Know what they are. Have faith that they're going to come to fruition. And then just be. Just be who you are meant to be on this earth. Don't waste your time. I love you all. This was dope. I... I can keep going, but I'm going to cut it off right here. I'm getting really emotional. All right.